AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the zero 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 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. Another episode of It's Up There Podcast With your boy Looney Luciano I am your active and attractive host For another episode of the fastest growing podcast On the market right now independently Um, Of course we always start these off By me thanking the people that's been riding with me From day one since I put the first brick in the sand Since I put the first stripe on the street Since I put the first tenth in the bag um, and I also want to thank the people that's coming along uh, for this podcast journey um, and, and 
some of you are probably here because you you heard my name mentioned on Clubhouse uh, with the Joe Budden and Jay Prince situation. Um, you know, people are gravitating to the real. They understanding that I'm giving information out and doing it in a way uh, that's unheard of. Um, I had to get on here today. Of course, I'm not feeling as great as I would like to. Um, my city, the city of Nashville, uh, faced a devastating blow uh, on Christmas uh, in which uh, there was a bomb exploded in downtown Nashville where RV was parked there. And uh, we fell victim to what what seems to be some sort of planned attack. Um I want to send my hearts out to the people affected. Uh, I want to send my resources, if I can. I want to send everything that I got uh, to try to make sure uh, that this situation is looked at in a way that's um, that's as, as serious as we took it. You know, um, a lot of things I thought about when I first heard about that. Now, before I get there, you know, again, I got to live there for a second because this is my city. You know, this is where uh, I came up at and I, I, I earned my stripes at and currently where FOGFO Studios is at and where I reside at. Um, but before we get there, if you're watching the video portion of this podcast, I'm going to need, first I would suggest, but I'm going to ask you at this point, I'm going to need you to go to any platform and type in this up there podcast and get in tune like, subscribe, and share, and also rate um, on your podcast app. Um, and also, if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, I'm going to ask you to do the same and go to FOGFO TV on YouTube and um, put yourself in a situation to tap in with the video portion of the podcast. Um, again, man, thank y'all so much. You know, um, thank you. Not much I can say, you know, outside of thank you, man. It's it's a long journey up, you know, and, and they ain't going to throw no boats this way. They ain't going to throw no help this way because I think they too concerned with uh, my outlook, which is fine. You know, I didn't have a plug at first in the street, so I'm comfortable with, with coming up this way. I just have to reiterate this on every episode. Number one, because I'm gaining new listeners as these episodes transpire um, but number two i gotta keep telling myself keep going keep going you know as dark as it may seem you know you get love here you get love there you know it seemed like this was a slow week for the podcast or whatever the cases may be understand that rome wasn't built in a day and um stop really looking at those comments and looking at all of that because the more you look sometimes the less you see you know, y'all will catch at some other point in your life. But again, back to Nashville. Um, again, we 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 was um, we was hit with a with an intentional attack. A couple of things I, I saw, and I want to speak on about that. Number one was the warning. So they gave a warning, right? So somebody drove a RV downtown, parked it, called the police, and said shots was fired close to the RV. And then on top of that. Um, a warning went off, you know, saying, hey, if you can hear this, evacuate the area. If you can hear this, evacuate the area. If you can hear this, evacuate the area. Um, that was interesting to me, to say the least. Um, because 
first, you know, I do hope that 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 whoever done this uh, unforeseen thing is is brought to justice in whatever way that they can be, you know, because innocent people is never supposed to be a part of destruction uh, when it's intended for a certain individual or uh, when it's intended for a cer certain um, cause, you know. Um, I was taught to get your man, you know, so all that I really don't really, you know, understand. But uh, when I seen it happen, you know, the first thing I said was, man, they could have pulled down to the police department and done it without the warning. They could have pulled closer to, you know, certain things and done it. Also, they could have waited the New Year's. Uh, for those of you, I'm not sure what country you're in, because uh, shout out to Russia and other little countries uh, that's tapped in. You, 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 you on New Year's in America, we we all line up at a place and watch a ball drop, or we there's gatherings of a lot of people. Um, they could have parked it there, waited for New Year's and done it. So it's interesting to see that they done that. Um. Without those variables took in place, you know, um, usually when we deal with terrorists or those type of acts, they tend to uh, put themselves in positions to make sure that they harm as many people as they can, you know. Um, and with this one, we just saw something a little different. Of course, the story is still unfolding. I do think that uh, the FBI and things of that nature are under pressure to to. Name somebody, figure something out because the, the public, you know, won't be at ease until you do that. Um, so when people go to typing all this shit on the gram and typing all this shit on Facebook and bullshitting around, you know, you got to be careful because they looking to they looking to put this on somebody, whether that be the person that actually done it. We would we would hope that's who you get when you do get whoever you get. But. uh. You know, some of these knucklehead motherfuckers, they go to playing on the gram and then Facebook and just posting certain shit. You got to be careful, man, because they got to save face if nothing else. Um, it's not unusual to see somebody with a mask on. So if you see a guy pull up in the RV, get out with a hoodie and a mask on, you're not going to say, hey, man, what? damn, that looks strange. The boy got a hood and a mask. You're not going to say that. What you're going to say is it's COVID. And then if you do say something, he say, man, I'm not taking this off this COVID. So if he, you know, and I'm just, uh, you know, just speaking, just just kind of trying to examine and, 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 and evaluate and articulate some of the things that could have took place. So it's like if you get out of a, a, a van with a hoodie on and a mask, because I went in Walmart the other day on purpose, like hoodie, mask. I know people couldn't know who I am. You know, I don't wear jewelry and shit when I'm out unless it's, I'm going somewhere that's, you understand me, or I'm feeling good or whatever. Um, but I said, damn, if he get out in a hood and a mask, there ain't nothing they can do as far as locating him. Um, in the last couple of hours, we saw them put out somebody as a person of interest because he had that same RV. If the dude had, a, had that RV and done that himself, he, I mean... He, he's not the sharpest knife in a drawer. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, but we'll see how that unfolds, man. Prayers for Nashville, prayers for my city. Uh, definitely a situation that I'm going to keep my eyes out on. And I got people that live close to there. I got property close to there. Um, and just, you know, hated for something like that to happen in su on a, such a beautiful day in such a reckless year. You know, uh, ending 2020 off like that was... It's not what we um not what we intended, especially for Nashville. I do want to say a lot of people are pouring into Nashville. You got comedians and famous people and all these people pouring in because they think I'll just move to Nashville. I just moved to Nashville. Nashville is this. Nashville is that. Nashville is this. Um, I would like to see some of y'all bring something to the city outside of yourself and taking you know properties and raising the property value for 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 the less fortunate. Um, and putting people in a situation to feel not welcome. I actually have seen people, um, cause I, like I said, I got a piece of property over in, in a very good neighborhood worth about half a million dollars. So they'll see us out there fucking with it or messing with it. And sometimes we get looks like, what, what the hell? Is, who are them? Or what, what are they doing? We was here before y'all. We was here when this was the ghetto. You know, we was here when this shit was eighty thousand a house, a hundred and ten thousand a house, a hundred and fifty thousand a house. We was already here. Y'all are here now, these houses are four hundred at the low end and eight hundred at the high end. It's just interesting to see how some of these neighborhoods that we grew up in that was pure D ghetto. It was the ghetto. It's what we knew as the ghetto has turned into what the what the um what the whites and, and with the gentrification it, it's turned into uh, what they think is now their neighborhood and, they, and we should be pushed out or we shouldn't have those gatherings that we have. And I'm not talking about in COVID. This is before COVID. You know, we shouldn't have those barbecues with the loud music and things of that nature. No, we were here before you guys show some respect. You know, uh, we wouldn't come out to the suburbs and we can't come out there and sell water without the police telling us to leave. You know, so when you come in these neighborhoods, man, and um. You still see the regular house over there for, you know, and your house is 600000 but that one look like it's worth one twenty. You know, still show some respect, man. And don't treat them folks like outsiders. I want to get that game out to the people um, and just talk about Nashville and how it's growing and, and the rate that it's growing and just some of the things that I'm, I'm witnessing. Um, but, again, pray for Nashville, man. We in a... We're in a tough situation, not knowing what that was, not knowing if they doubling back, not knowing if they coming again. Because my guess would be for you to warn people, you couldn't have got your job done. Like, is you trying to double back? Is you trying to do this again? You know, um, and it's just stuff that I look at like that, that I just think, man, it's very interesting and, and it and deserve, deserves another look. You know, um, so again, pray for my city. Uh, I'm sure they'll have some sort of donations and things that people from the outside can give. If you can give, fuck with that. If you can't, we understand. You know, it's been a tight year with everybody. Um, and and we moving on. You know what I'm saying? Prayers to whoever got hurt. We we pray that people to get hurt. Some of the videos are horr horrifying. You know, you hear people screaming. You hear people hollering. You're seeing everything on fire. You know, I couldn't imagine. And then sometimes motherfucker walk past something saying, if you hear this, evacuate and think that's a game. And, you know, just think of a nigga proposing to his wife on Christmas, took her down there to give her a ring and propose downtown over the water or whatever. 
and you're not close enough to hear the to hear the um the recording, but you're close enough to get affected by the impact. You know, it's also those kind of things that could have played out, man. And um, just a scary situation for the city and the, and the town. It's knocked all the AT&T shit out. You know, we can't use debit cards. We go into Walmart. They can't accept cards. You got to have cash. You can't deposit checks. You can't use your ATM. Um, everybody's cell phone is fucked. You know, people are calling. Nothing's happening. People are uh, FaceTiming. Nothing's happening. Uh, me and my old lady was in Walmart. Thankfully, I'm a street nigga that still got a brown bag laying around. You know, I had to go get a few dollars out of that and go to go to Walmart. So we at Walmart, and she's going to the back because I'm up at the line with a bunch of shit. She's going to the back to see about some hanger things to hang the mirror on. So she's calling me, and it won't go through. So she walks back up and said, let's just forget it because uh, it won't go through. And we at, we in the line. And I'd be damned if my phone don't start ringing from her number. And I said, damn, your phone is calling me now. She's like, "You, I'm right here with you. And showed me her phone, nothing. I answered and hung up. I'm like, they delaying it. They delaying it because it's so much going on. Number one, it's fucked up. But number two, I think they're actively listening to everything to try to see what keywords are being used and what motherfuckers is doing and how they doing it. You know, it's a lot of game and a lot of that shit that y'all must... Taking consideration, you know, um, and and I'm definitely taking it into consideration because I ain't no dumb man. I ain't stupid enough to not believe uh, that they're in a situation to, to listen when they want to and and beam in on certain keywords. Shout out to Snowden, you know, let us know some of that shit. Um, but moving on to other things, um, how um, Joe Budden has acted in a certain way towards individuals and a lot of people know i'm a fan of joe budden but i've also been critical of some of the practices that that uh that he's done and some of the things that he you know the way that he approaches certain things number one with with the with the deals that he's had and how he's left those situations in such a brutal way that can affect not only him but affect those other three or four guys and gentlemen um, that stand next to him, you know, Joe can go get certain things done off his brand and off his name that Rory and Maul and Parks and Savon and some of those guys can't. Um, they tend to want to put me in a situation to not speak on things, you know, uh, or not have a conversation with me or not or act like I don't, you know, it doesn't exist and think that puts them in a situation to kind of smother the fire. Um, but I want to be clear and I want to be up front and tell you guys you couldn't be more wrong. Loon's not going nowhere. Loon has an opinion, an objective opinion. And I, I'm willing to have a conversation with anybody about a number of things. Uh, of course, certain things are off the table that's non-productive or uh, any disrespect won't be tolerated no matter who it's from. Um, but let's roll a clip from the clubhouse thing and let you guys hear a little bit of it. More intellectual than I am. And not even that, let's just have an intellectual conversation. One thing I was given is the game, and you know that. I know that's hard to talk 
Yeah, it's hard to come by by a bunch of people because they know I really come from that. Joe, you just want to move on to somebody else? No, man, I'm 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 just here listening. Well, I like to talk ain't about that, the present system. Ain't, ain't that much to listen to, <laughs> my brother. <laughs> it's just us having a conversation. And it's a light conversation because we ain't talking about shit. Well, then, you want to start a conversation? Why don't you ask Joe something? Y'all can ping pong off each other. No, I was asking him. He the interviewee. I ain't never did no podcast and got to talking about niggas. He did that, though. I was challenging I mean, him. Not... I was challenging him to do that to me. Jay, you low key can have your own podcast. Though, That's cool. I know what real. I. I know what I'm capable of. I'm talking <laughs> You've been about podcasting he, all night. I, I know what he. I know what he. I know what he already did. I know what's transpired already. Therefore, I want to see if he can reciprocate that same energy to me. Because I know what he's done to others already. I want to see him reciprocate that same energy to me. Junior answered all his boy questions. And what if he can't give you that same shit? Shit, tell him to say that and we can keep on moving. He can move on and ask somebody else a question. I know how he like to, yeah, go with his wiggle on other niggas. Go with his wiggle on me. So we so this is the question game in here. This is the what? So y'all were playing the question game in here? Nah, it's your question game in here. I don't have any questions. All, all this shit started based upon you. Oh, I don't have any questions. The, the, the question is, do you have a question to ask Junior? No. Because I see that you reciprocate negative energy to certain individuals. I wanted to see if you can reciprocate that energy to me. And we just can have an intellectual conversation. You talk to a bunch of dummies. And I don't want to discredit any niggas. But you talk to a bunch of niggas who don't know how to speak. And can't articulate themselves in the right manner to deliver the right message. But can you do that with a man who can decipher himself in the proper manner? Can you have a conversation with a guy who can exemplify himself in the way he need to be exemplified instead of the manner that you try to portray him? Jay, I can have any conversation with any man. Then have a conversation with me. I, I do not think that I run around spewing negativity the way that it sounds like you think. I don't think that at all, actually. Okay, I understand. I I understand your message then. But you know what you've done. You brought people in your room that you had a problem with and you had something bad to say about. And you've spoken on what you had bad to say about them while they were in your presence. I don't know if you would have did that in real life. You might have. You might not have. I don't Jay, know. Jay, when you say my room, you mean on Clubhouse? 
No, I don't give a fuck about no clubhouse. Clubhouse ain't got shit to do with nothing. We talking about real life. We talking about yo podcasts and all this other shit. We ain't talking about no clubhouse. Clubhouse ain't shit. I just got right on here. This club. I just got on here four days ago. Like, this shit don't mean nothing to me. Now it, I understand it's becoming a big platform. But this shit don't mean nothing to me. What I'm asking you is the same energy that you transpire the people that come on your podcast and different channels that you have leverage on. That you are yeah. Bet on. Jay, I don't interview people on, on my podcast. Yeah, you don't interview them, but you got a bunch to say about them. You'll well, yeah, tell, that's, some, that's, you'll that's tell a somebody when you'll tell somebody when you don't like them, you'll tell make I don't watch enough of them, Joe. I don't watch enough of them. I just seen you disrespect a bunch of guys. Rightfully so or unrightfully so. You did. I don't know if y'all had personal issues before they got on your shit. I have no idea. I just know what's transpired. I know what you did when they got there. There's a, I know what you did when they got there. So I don't know if it was for personal meanings, means or... Podcast means, podcast means, whatever. You do what I'm saying? I don't know which one it was for. I just know it transpired. And you had to let it be known that it was this and it was that when ain't nobody bring you that energy. Ain't nobody bring that energy to you initially. But you had to let it be known at that time that you brought the energy to them. What What time frame is this? You said what time frame? Yeah, because it sounds like you're speaking about something specific, and I don't know. No, nah, I'm just I'm speaking on a bunch of different situations, and it's a bunch of people in here that can tell you that anybody know what I'm talking about. You just talk a lot of shit. I know a million of them. Like you say, we watch this shit all the time. Like old girl said, Migos. Migos, the Yachty interview was pretty bad. You kind of, with the whole, um, what's it called? The 360 deal shit that you put on them. Yeah. Nice. Joe, I got Speaking a question for ones, you. It's a bunch of them. Y'all feel like that ones. was bad? It wasn't bad, but you definitely challenged him in a way where you could tell he wasn't ready for it. And yeah, Yachty's a little younger, and this, but it's and just this. like your maturity that he wasn't ready for. He wasn't ready for the questions that you asked. He wasn't ready for the so questions you be, that you applied. You be, you be pressing niggas that ain't ready to be pressed. And you guys you, are in the you same You let it be experience. known that you got situations with guys that ain't even know they had a situation with you, but you just stand on it. Nah, I don't think that's like, my energy. Yachty. I'm, I'm, te I'm telling you what's transpiring. You might not think that's what you're displaying, but we're telling you what you're displaying. Well, I wouldn't say it's displayed like that, but it's definitely like from that's a cool. more that's like your, a that's wider... your perspective. Let everybody else speak too, because there's a bunch of other people that can say some other shit. Hey, Junior. 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 I ain't gonna lie. He 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 didn't be he ain't did nothing like on his podcast. I listened to him. 
he ain't did nothing but show show respect to 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 all the vibes. So I don't know. I, I understand your perspective. I've been told you to exit the building. Damn. That is my perspective too, though. And I think if we speak to Lil Yachty or any of the people that y'all think that type of interview went that way, like today, Yachty would say he appreciates that. He appreciated that back then. Yeah, I think about all the people that you told, I don't like you. I don't like y'all. Good publicity. I ain't fucking with your music. Like, you know, you, you understand how many times you done said this shit on multiple occasions. So why not send that? I don't. Yeah, but I don't. But I don't think that's. I don't think that's personal. I mean, if you 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 invite if you if you invite somebody to your platform and then disrespect them, it's it's personal. Complex with his platform. The fuck. I mean that because you know who coming and you know you don't like them already. So regardless of if somebody else line that platform up you know what's transpiring with that platform you know the only the, the, i'm only talking about this yachty interview because that's the one that stands out in this type of conversation I mean, it's, it's it's all good don't worry about it i ain't worried about it and that was my yeah, very first yeah. interview by the way hey joe publicity sales man we know that but guess what mom you What's know I'm a nigga. You know I'm a nigga. They ain't looking for no publicity because I don't exactly. get paid for them. Exactly. So this we shit don't mean nothing to me. Response. You know it don't mean nothing to me. I just want somebody to tell me how they feel and, and be real about it and stand on it. I don't care about none of that publicity shit. This shit don't mean nothing to me. That's for everybody. That's for the birds. So we let them stand on that or not stand on it. Joe, it's I, all good. I know why yeah. I used to pick on them kids at school about their shoes because everybody else did. They thought it was funny. Joe, that ain't why you pick at uh, these artists sometimes. Nah, man, I, and I don't. I don't look at it as picking on artists. I don't. I look at it as, as. I look at it. I look at it as as us outside of critique and just giving information and funneling information that wasn't readily available to me when I came in. It's a lot of ways to do that. Yeah, I, I understand that perspective, Joe. Like, I understand that. It's not. It's, it's never to disrespect niggas. It's certain shit I won't even touch on on my platform. Like, I run my shit very differently than how hip-hop media is ran. Like, it's not to play with niggas. It's not. And I don't have people on my platform, my podcast... That I wouldn't that I wouldn't fuck with in real life or have a conversation with in real life. It's, I'm not. You, I'm not dis, you, done, you done disrespected a bunch of niggas on your platform though. I don't watch this. But I'm saying what? that I don't think talking about a nigga's music negatively is disrespecting them personally. You ain't had to bring me to your platform to do that. So it is negatively when you try to put me on the forefront to do so. You could have called my phone and gave me constructive criticism rather than put me on the internet for everybody to see this. It's a difference. And you are older nigga, so you should know that. You should know that you should call you could call the little homies and let them know, hey man, this ain't what's transpiring. 
rather than trying to put them on a platform where everybody can hear it for you to give your message. You could have gave him a message in a hundred di different other ways. I guess I'm talking to myself now, right? Nah, yo, yo, that kind of makes sense what you're saying, though. No, um, nigga, it do make sense. How you gonna say it kind of do? Kind of makes sense, but at the same token, he, he, but hey, look, hey, but Junior, hey, he media, hey, hey. he media, he media, though. So he got to talk about things that drop. You feel me? That's cool. He media. Be but he media know where he right come way. from, so he got to be held accountable. Be media the right way. Why the fuck you feel like you need to speak on everything that I say for him? <laughs> Not really. I'm just having a conversation. That's cool. We can have a conversation. Just chill, though. You ain't got to respond to everything I say, though, because that's what you've been doing. Let him speak for itself. And I'll be quiet too. <laughs> yeah, no, I just never, I never looked at it that way, to be honest with you. What other way is it to look at it though, Joe? Uh, <laughs> like I just said. Running the pod, running the podcast, and critiquing music without it all, uh, without it being a personal shot at nobody that you're critiquing. But you got to understand that nigga, everybody got emotions and everybody got feelings, right? Because everybody man. So if you want to criticize me in public, why you can't criticize me in private? Nah. Now I, criti I criticize I criticize my friends and the people I love and care about in private and in public. Like that's a courtesy. Are you I, saying ain't, I ain't never heard you criticize your wife in public? That's somebody you care about. You criticize her in public. And that's no disrespect. I'm not married. Are you talking about my son's mom? I'm talking about your girlfriend and anybody else. I never heard you criticize them in public other than on TV where you got recognition for that too. I have a long time ago when I was a little immature. I tend not to move that way at 40. Exactly. So uh, I'm saying, why are you moving like that with youngsters? Because we older. Why are you moving like that with youngsters? My my stance is I don't. Your stand. My stance is that you do. You won't. You won't. You won't criticize somebody that you can give constructive criticism behind closed doors, where it might actually be a, a positive influence in a life you rather give it to them in public and it be a negative influence in a life and then you got to deal with what you got to deal with and they got to deal with what they got to deal with now it's a problem now you created an animosity that it didn't need to be created because you could have seen the said the same thing that you said in public behind closed doors and it would have gave them more meaning so therefore if you want to give 
your your audience meaning if you want to really be beneficial to your audience if you really want to give your audience direction do you understand that if you give them that in a different platform and then have a different conversation with them on another platform that you'll get way further than what it is that you get based upon trying to belittle somebody publicly but james I, I speak to mad of these young niggas are uh, off platform personally um advice kick it with them like that happens i mean that's that's the guys that we don't know about though we talking about the ones that we do so you might talk to a bunch of niggas the same way i said i could say i talk to a bunch of niggas but don't nobody know the niggas i'm talking to when we have an opportunity to talk to influencers though the guys that I ha actually have a chance of coming up, the guys that I am in position or have been in position to come up, let's give them constructive criticism rather than belittling them and making them something less than they are. Let's give them the criticism they need behind closed doors. And then when we had this, these interviews, let's give them the, in the criticism that they need. I agree with that. You do you do shit to be funny. You do shit to get fused. Jay, I'm the last, listen I'm to the me. Last listen to me. Media person that man, that's cool. But you do shit. You do shit for views, and I don't respect that. Jay, I can assure you. You do, you, you do, do shit, shit to get. Views. You do shit to get views. You speak on certain contexts, and you speak on certain situations, so people can laugh at certain people, and certain people can feel discredited about whatever it is that they doing based upon what you said well you could have had the same conversation with this youngster behind closed doors and uplifted him and then came back and got the same notoriety that you wanted from downplaying them that you could have got right here on your show Jay, I don't do shit for views, and I don't downplay niggas to Man, get up. Hey, hey, Joe, I don't, I don't want to disrespect you, and I don't want you to disrespect me, because you ain't never disrespect none. Of, you ain't never took a deal with none of them young niggas, so I don't expect you to take a deal with me. You did, but this is the thing, nigga, you done a lot to discredit people and uh, say what you had to say about certain artists. And shit like that. I think he's just a very honest person. <laughs> he's just a blunt person. Nigga, this shit don't matter. We are blatant, blunt, and honest. That's what we are. That's what we stand on. We all that. Tell him to tell you that he don't think I'm that. We both that. It's the time and the place for everything. I never take my blatancy in my honesty to try to uplift myself based upon another nigga's transgression. He capitalized off people bullshit. He'll say that he feel like this, this, and that about a nigga. But he ain't got to say that. He could have went, went and whispered in his young nigga ear because he an older nigga. You know what I'm saying? He has respect in the game. The same thing that he said well, nah, and I ain't saying thing. He could have whispered something else in this young guy's ear on this podcast or anything else, and it would have had a lot more understanding. 
and him creating beef by saying some bullshit and what he said in this podcast. He could have put that nigga to the side and gave him some game. The same way we do. He could have put him to the side, whispered in his ear and be like, hey, nigga, you can do this. Instead of going on here, man, I don't like your music. Da, 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 da. Now tell a nigga how he can progress. Tell somebody how they can be better. Tell them if they do this, you feel like they can make more money for their family. Don't come in this motherfucker and telling somebody ain't create no drama. He just ain't created drama with the right people. That's all. I got a question for Joe. Why did you retire rapping? Didn't love it anymore. That's all? There's nothing more to it? <laughs> Joe, you gotta yeah. get out of here with all these dry answers. Come on, give us something. But but he giving people advice on how to rap. Well, Joe is a lyricist, though. Hey, Joe, can you freestyle? In his, in his own manner. And there ain't no discredit to the accomplishments that he made, because I know he a GOAT. In his own manner. He a GOAT in his own manner. But don't discredit the other goats just because you don't believe in them. Just because you ain't feeling them. Pull them to the side. So um that that was a clip from it, right? Um couple things I wanna say about it. Of course we know Jay Prince Jr. Uh is tied in with a lot of people, you know, Drake's and uh Yachty's and Amigos and all these different individuals kind of come through him. Uh, number one, number two, I think people just want to check Joe. Not even Joe. I think this Clubhouse app. See, it don't matter what an app is intended for. It don't matter what a product is intended for. The product is what the market makes it. Um, and a lot of people. Want to speak to the, the, the some of these motherfuckers and ask some certain shit, right? And um, I'm one of those kind of people too. Like, I got some questions for niggas, and, and I want to see what you know where you stand on certain things when you get some pushback, when you are dealing with someone that's not short of words or don't gotta really use profanity or or put itself in a situation to look dumb. You know, when I do know what I'm talking about, and I can pinpoint. I can pinpoint what you've done, like even with academics. You know, I can pinpoint when you spoke about Tory Lanez when the Selena Powell thing was going on and how that could have intertwined. I can also pinpoint when you and Meek Mill were having your thing and you were comparing them to little Baby, little Dirk, Roddy Rich. These things are not personal. These things are observations from a real nigga. You know, and then a lot of times they'll throw that hater word around, but these are observations from a real nigga. Yeah, so these are just observations from a real nigga. And so when I see, uh, you know, Joe Budden do this, or I see academics do that, or I'm critical of Charlemagne not doing this, or I'm critical of Andrew Schultz, or Dr. Umar, or whoever I may be speaking about at that moment at that time. You know, these things are not necessarily personal unless y'all make it personal. Um, we ain't looking for no trouble, but we ain't running from none either. You know, um, 
And I think Jay Prince is like, talk to me like that. Yeah, you talk to them little niggas like that. You ain't got no respect for them niggas. Talk to me like that. You know, holler at me like that. And Joe's position is like, I don't talk like that anymore. I think what Prince is saying, Junior is saying, is that you built, you kind of built your notoriety off those things. Um, you ever heard that saying of your past to catch up with you? And sometimes you don't know the temperature is rising behind the scenes when you're doing certain shit. But you're going to find out when the right niggas run across you. Um, but I think this Clubhouse app is turning into a place where these influencers and these celebrities are going there basically to get bashed. You know, we started, we saw Kevin Hart get bashed. Then we saw academics. You know, and that's amongst other people, Tory Lanez, motherfuckers went at him about the Meg shit and black women. And uh, now we see Joe Budden and Jay Prince. I wonder, is it over for for Clubhouse before it even started? Um, because they're going to have to find a way to make it where so many people can't be in there or I can exit without, you know, you can exit, but then that's going to make the Internet. Jay Prince comes, Jay Prince Jr. comes in to check Joe Budden and he leaves, you know, type shit. So it's going to, it's a weird thing, but they're going to have to find something at this point, you know, because it's getting to a place where damn near like every, everybody's having their day, you know, they coming to get at you, you know, they coming to ask you about some of that shit you've been saying and rightfully so. Um, but I think it's gonna oh it's gonna hurt the platform overall, and and they still got it invite only. Somebody invite me on Clubhouse F O G F O Looney. Um, I haven't asked anybody to invite me, but if you if you see this, invite me so I can get in there and get amongst the conversation. Hopefully, host some great rooms and have some great dialogue uh, with some of these brothers, and if they want to get into you know what I'm saying and why I'm saying, and we can do that as well. You know. Um, but um but yeah, so um you know, just interesting to see Jay Prince Jr. go at him and let him know you did some fuck shit, man, and we don't respect that. Um and I kinda I kinda can appreciate that, but Joe is 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 seeming like he's lost, which he's good at he's good at spinning narratives and you know, because he'll come back out alone and clean it up, clean around the edges. You know, my stance is I don't, you know, he's he's good with these words. And um, Jay Prince Jr. was trying to get in that ring with him and see exactly what was going on. But shout out to them people for mentioning Looney, mentioning this up there podcast and what I got going on and how I've been able to point certain things out. You know, um, if they're blackballing me, I don't know it, you know, and I don't care. You know, I know Diddy or somebody going to see the value I bring to this game, whether it's Jay Diddy. One of these one of these big motherfuckers going to look past all y'all not liking the fact that I'm speaking on these things and, and, and really peep the game that I'm actually giving out. You know what I'm saying? Versus attaching it to their heart. You know, uh, I'm, I'm not doing this for likes and views. Um, and I also want to speak on that. A lot of young, younger podcasts and little podcasts are buying views. I'm not. It got to be one of the dumbest things. You know, in 2020, 2021, these, this is some of the dumbest shit you can do. The reason I say that is, bro, it's websites you can go on and check videos and see that these views are fake. 
you think these people are handing out money and they don't have a way to now if you so there's a level you get to where you can't tell right but if you're a little bitty podcast getting 50,000 views on YouTube and they run your numbers over here and it's 40 downloads don't even make sense man or if you take those numbers and you take it to the site to check the views and you get to see that half of these are bots you know 75% of them are bots you actually only got and also this is another thing you can peep out when the video drops it does nothing you may get 18 views and then the next morning it's two it's at 4000 like you got to know people are smarter than this. You ain't selling merch. Ain't nobody buying nothing. Ain't nobody liking the video. It's just views. Like, you ain't got enough game to look past that. I mean, I'm not sure you're in the right business. And I, and I, I don't say that to belittle anyone. I say that to try to open your eyes to the bigger picture in the game. You got to build this brick by brick. You can't cheat this game. Unfortunately, if you can cheat this game, I'd have been done it. I got the money, the resources. I, I've been in this game. I know the PRs. I know certain people. If if you can buy views and shit to get in this game, I would have done it. This game, you got to get in with information that they're not giving. That's why you hear me always say they've left no information out there for us. You know, and um, it's interesting just to see people chasing their tail like that. They don't even understand you ain't building no brand. You spending your money on and you just tricking yourself. You know, I'm not sure if they're trying to use those views to leverage other things. People got to see certain people have a conversation with you and they got to see you being able to articulate yourself in a way that's interesting. You know, they know you're whatever you are. You don't have to be a street dude. You may be just some regular guy, but it's an interesting conversation there. Your point, your POV is in a place where, damn, that's kind of interesting how he thought about that and, and how he's looking at that. It's not going to be as simple as, hey, man, look at this. I got views. That's That game is dead. You don't know that they figured out, like, you can literally go on YouTube and buy views. You don't think they figured that out yet? Then they even look at your view and your like ratio. They look at your view and your comment ratio. They've got down to a science that if you get a million views, it should have this many comments. And not the Russian bot comments. I love your face on a music video. Like it's these things are these things are weird, man. I wish y'all the best on your journey, but I want to package some of that information that I got and get it out there to y'all. Um, because I think you need to not waste your money on doing those simple things, man. But shout out Joe Budden, Jay Prince on that conversation. Um, speaking of another podcaster, uh, shout out Charlemagne the God. And I don't, and I'm feeling good today, so I'm giving shout outs. I really don't give shout outs because you, none of you people left any information out here. So there's no really reason to shout out anyone. I'm a fan of a couple guys. I appreciate what a couple guys brought to the culture. Um, but I'm not in a position to to say you niggas is doing anything to really push this thing to the next level. Um, what I can say about Schultz is he pivoted away from Charlemagne and did something that was uh, good for him, you know, and, and had a Netflix special. You heard me speak about it on my last podcast. It did just drop. Um, I'm not a fan of it. Um, I'm not going to say it's trash, but 
I think it was packaged in a way. Now the the, the last two I kind of like those a little more, but that first one, number one, I think I felt it didn't feel like a no like his ones that he do on YouTube and Instagram kind of felt like normal conversations. I don't got no notes, dog. This is so dope, but. The ones he did on his on his YouTube felt like normal conversations, right? Um, so it was like, yo, that was dope. Say, turn your phone. It just it was, and he and he was going in and out. With this one, you can tell it was kind of too much writing going on. You know, every other bar it was a punchline. You know, faster than a such and such and such, and you were doing this like a such and such and such. I just, I felt it felt manufactured. You know, it didn't feel. It didn't feel normal like somebody giving game out. Just a normal little conversation. This motherfucker's dancing. It felt manufactured. And I, I, I appreciate it a lot more uh, when he does it in a way that doesn't feel like he's, he's reaching for jokes. You know, some of these won't have jokes. We don't, we, I'm not sure if Netflix put pressure on them. To, hey, man, make this jokey jokey. You know what I'm saying? Uh... I'm not sure if they did that or if that's just him saying that they signed me for a comedy special so I, so I need to make these a little funnier. You know, I didn't I didn't it didn't come across to me as 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 um and that's to me, our culture. I speak for hip hop culture, rap. And um that don't mean I'm hating on Schultz or Charlemagne, your boy talking bad about No, I'm telling you the real. I'm telling you what I observe. Um, and if that jeopardizes any business in the future, I got to live with that. You know what I'm saying? With, with Charlemagne or whoever else I speak about on these things. As my point of view shouldn't be compromised uh, thinking one of these guys are going to save my podcast when nobody's left any information out. I'm smarter than that, right? But congratulations on the special. Uh, number one, these things were 16 minutes, 18 minutes long. When the ones on YouTube were five or six, maybe eleven minutes, um, but I just think you reached too much for the for the punches, punches, you know, faster than a whale walking in. You know, it's just like yo, beloved, yo, beloved, just talk to us. You sitting there, you don't got no audience. You know what I'm saying? Just rap with us. Let us hear some of the game. You got some of the information you went and got, and concise that and put it down. You know what I'm saying? Um, I didn't really see him doing that, which concerned me, you know, uh, also concerns me whether or not Netflix moves forward with a round two. Another thing I noticed, and I'm not sure if it was just mine, cause I know how these algorithms go. Um, but it did not trend. So you get Burt Kreisner, uh, dropping or Tom Segura or Joe Rogan or, Kevin Hart or Dave Chappelle, they're trending. You know, see, Netflix has adopted the YouTube model where they tell you number one in the world, number two, you know, I'll wait at number 10. I never seen shows there. He was in my shit because, you know, I was someone looking out for it. So I added him to my watch list. You see what I'm saying? So he, he wasn't on the trending or the, the, the ranking. He was in. You know, something you would watch or one of those little algorithm things that they that they had for me, man. And um, I wonder what his true feeling is on how that turned out. You know, uh, I know him and Charlemagne to talk about it, but I don't think he'll he'll give himself 
any Charlemagne to give him any pushback, just being proud and happy for his friend, you know. Um, but I do think he he kind of missed the target with that one, you know. You think he kind of missed the target with that one. Um, oh shit, I forgot about this. Speaking of Andrew Schultz, uh, his ex girlfriend came out and said some very fucked up things about him um, that I'm going to report on and kind of just talk about some of us people who are in this game and how we're kind of we're weird you know i'm not the nicest person to my woman you know she deals with me and that's part of the reason why you know i appreciate it the way i do because i know it's hard to deal with someone that has these wild outlandish ideas and takes something and make it i mean takes nothing and turns it into something and Puts three and four cameras up with nobody around and able to talk and articulate and get in there and dribble his way through some bullshit. You know, make some money, come from the street, transition out. Like, my brain ain't just in the right place to be doing all that. You know what I'm saying? I got to be some kind of, something's off. Something's weird in there. Um, I think trauma builds that kind of shit. Trauma builds character. So I think the more character and the more charismatic a person is i think the more that they've been through up under all that and that's the only thing that drew me to this you know it's like on some level we like man or at least me knowing what it takes me to 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 be the individual i am you know sometimes i'm an asshole sometimes i'm friendly sometimes i speak sometimes i don't you know sometimes i look at things and i analyze them too deep and sometimes i and I think I'm always really on that side. I go way far with the analyzation. I go down through there. And I done charge you with some things you ain't done yet. But your characteristics tell me that you may go down that route. And if that's the case, I got to pull back and pull off on you. That's just how I'm built. Um, but let's read some of the things that, that, that Sarah said, man. And um, I also don't know if it's for clout. Because also I know when you come out and you're doing well... It's a thing to get clout off of you. It's a thing to to say certain things about you. But she seems like she's coming from a sincere place. I don't really know. Let's read some of it. Uh, her name is Sarah Phillips on Instagram. It says, "In the last few days, I've been in the last few days, I've got unwanted comments, messages, and questions related to the decision made by Netflix to release Schultz Saves America. I have not and will not watch it." But I have seen the backlash it has received. For me, even net, even opening Netflix on my TV in my home has been completely triggering. Um, to have the, the to have to see the face of someone who abused me for years is something I wouldn't wish on my same on my worst enemy. I've been thinking a lot whether or not to speak on this, but I'm hoping that if I do now, I can hopefully never speak on it again, and we can leave it in the confines of the dumpster fire year we've all had. I want to ask that those who to continue to harass me and my loved ones tag me in posts, send me disgusting messages regarding my ex-boyfriend. Please, please stop. This has gone on consistently since the end of our relationship nearly six years ago and it continues to. In the last few days, I'm sorry. I am aware that I owe no one an explanation and the people close to me know uh, the private details of that relationship for years. 
but I don't know what else will make people think twice next time before taking the time out that day to harass me about it. For years, I was manipulated, controlled, and abused by him. The verbal abuse was constant. I was isolated from my friends. If I wore makeup that he thought was too much, he'll wipe it off my face in public. Crazy. Crazy. He allegedly, all this is allegedly too, because I don't want to be sued. I'm just reporting what the young lady uh, posted on Instagram. Um, he's forced me to change before leaving the house if he thought my outfit would get too much attention. Uh, once after being sick for weeks without explanation, I found out he is using my toothbrush to clean the bottom of his shoes. Um, that is another level. And I think, see, that's why I don't know, like, why would I still be with you doing that? You know? Why would I still be with a motherfucker if I used that toothbrush to clean the bottom of my shoe? That's the only question I got about that. Why didn't he just leave you? It, it, I mean, I didn't, I don't, and not to say the young lady's lying, that's not my position. That's not my stance. My position is to just analyze the information that, that that's being presented. If I'm going to use your toothbrush, to clean my shoes why don't i just tell you to leave i don't get that part uh to this day she says she can't make sense of that kind of sickness says on another occasion on a vacation in aruba his anger got so out of control that i had to hide from him in the hotel bathroom with the door locked soon after i began having panic attacks almost every night there are other things that happened during this relationship that i will probably never talk about for the rest of my life as happy and as healthy as I feel in my very fortunate life now, seeing this person face, hearing their voice, seeing their name is triggering to me. And maybe it always will be. I don't know. But I just ask that you guys please understand this is not a funny joke to me sending me things related to this person. Please stop and please try to understand. Wow. You know, it's a lot to take in. Uh, a lot was said there, man. Um. We know how relationships can get, man. Um, and I remember when she was around with Schultz, you know, I remember uh, Charlemagne mentioned a lot on Brilliant Idiots and them being in a place where he felt happy and thinking she was the one and she's pretty and from Canada and all that. I've been a fan of these dudes or listening to these dudes for a while, so I kind of and kind of abreast with what was going on in regards to the public uh, perception of that that situation, man. But to, to hear her speak like that is is a very hurtful thing. Um, but um, you know, I pray that both of them get whatever help and healing uh, that they need, man. Because it sounds like some is needed, on, at least on her side. Um, but I also know that that us uh, creators, man, we can. We can do some shit to you and do you wrong and not feel it. Uh, number one, we're going to stay busy. Number two, we're so well versed in this information thing in regards to I've read so many different books. I can kind of spin my way out of it or justify certain things in my mind or, you know, you don't really want to go there with a motherfucker, you know, because I'll be able to I can spin out of damn near anything. Um. So again, I just I just hope she's okay. Uh wish the best for Schultz and her. 
Schultz is now married. I do want to say that. Seemed to be happily married with his with his new uh, woman. Uh, just bought a big boy ring doing his thing. You dig what I'm saying? So um, shout out to them. But just to hear a woman's encounter with a nigga and it be so detrimental. It's like, damn. You know, I know some women got some stories, you know, fucking with me that wasn't as favorable as I would like them to be. You know, I was on drugs and, and doing things as a young man. Of course, I wasn't grown like we are, but, you know, uh, doing things as a young man that wasn't favorable and talking certain ways and also being bagged in the situations. Um, I remember having one girl who would, if I didn't give her some money, she would literally walk up on me and push me and hit me and shit. And if I pushed my way out, like, get back or something, then she'll act like I pushed her so back so hard and grab a TV and boom, knock it down and just costing me money. You know what I'm saying? And um, as a young man, I didn't know how to spin out of that. I just, it was it was a revolving thing. It's just like, I was lost in that, you know. Um, but that was as a young boy, you know. And just, man, you know, growth is inevitable when you seek it, you know. And I've, I've, I've seeked information and seek knowledge um, to be the man I am now, you know, the father I am now, the owner, the CEO, the big one that I am now, you know. Um, so shout out to all the men that's going through things that, that they'll look back on and say, I don't know what, why, when, and where, or how I got ingratiated in that situation and couldn't spin out of it you know um but but um thank god for growth you know um what else do we want to talk about today tom hanks tom hanks went off on his crew um about covid19 restrictions and and covid19 uh, precautions that should have been taken uh, on the movie set of, I think, Mission Impossible or something like that. Here's a clip from it. You're back here in Hollywood making movies right now because of us. Because they believe in us and what we're doing. I'm on the phone with every studio at night. Insurance companies. Producers. And they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs, you I don't ever want to see it again. Ever. And if you don't do it, you're fired. And I see you do it again, you're gone. And anyone on this crew does it. That's it. And you too. And you too. And you. Don't you ever do it again. That's it. No apologies. You can tell it to the people that are losing their f***ing homes because our industry is shut down. It's not going to put food on their table or pay for their college education. That's what I sleep with every night. So I'm sorry, I'm beyond your apologies. I have told you, and now I want it. 
And if you don't do it, you're out. We are not shutting this movie down. Is it understood? If I see it again, you're gone. And so are you. So you're going to cost him his job. And I see it on the set, you're gone. And you're gone. That's it. Am I clear? Do you understand what I want? Do you understand the responsibility that you have? Because I will deal with your reason. And if you can't be reasonable, and I can't deal with your logic, you're fired. That's it. That is it. I trust you guys to be here. Couple things I noticed uh, about that was number one, he didn't say nothing wrong. Far as you know, when I go on a rant, you might be a no good, rotten, stinky motherfucker. You know, you might be a glasses wearing stupid mu. You know, you might just be some of that kind of shit when I go on a rant. Um, don't know if it, if he knew he was being recorded or had the inclination or. I know he had to 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 be somewhat responsible for it coming out because you, you know on that level you can kind of smother some of that shit. That's why they don't if they don't think they can control you, it's rough for them to let you in this industry, man, because they don't know what you you may come at me, say some things that's unfavorable, you know. So um yeah, so so now that's a thing, but um I wonder what would have happened because when you're doing all that hollering, you're fired and you're fired and motherfucker, you're fired and you too. It's like, I wonder if somebody say, hey, hey, Tom, man, fuck you. Then what? You see what I'm saying? Because allegedly what was happening is they was crowded around a computer and wasn't social distancing. Um, not that they wasn't doing their job, but it was a situation where I think he's he, he's probably asked a few times, do not do this. So I see it from that standpoint, too. It's like, man, if I keep asking, that's why I don't let nobody do my podcast shit. I record it, I edit it, the audio, video, the clips, everything. I do it because I was finding myself bumping heads with these dudes and damn near finna go to jail because they ain't going to do nothing but call the police when I smack the shit out of them, right? So, I would ask, hey, yo, nah, man, put the camera, I need the shot to be bigger, or, nah, 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 not that shot, why you choosing that, like, it was certain things that once I made clear once in this, in this place and in this industry where time is your inventory, when I made this clear once, right, I can't keep making the same thing clear, I don't do that for my family, so I ain't dealing with one of you knucklehead video niggas or audio niggas or rap niggas or anybody where I got to keep saying the same thing to one of you niggas. I ain't doing that. That's just not who I am as an individual. At some point, I'm going to take it as you heard what I said and you disrespecting me. I'm paying you, dog. I ain't asked now, nigga, for nothing for free. I'm paying you. So if I say, hey, that last podcast, man, you had the camera too far to the left man let's try to center that thing you know what i mean or find a workaround for that and then the next one you got it to the left again like yo hey yo beloved you you had the camera to the left again and next time i might say hey man what the fuck you got going man you dumb and stupid man i done told you don't you know so it's it's like 
that, but it's like he didn't use them kind of words. He mentioned college, and I it almost feel like let's get let 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 let. Hey, I'm about to rant. Record this. They're trying to pay for that, you know. I would. I don't know because I don't have the information. But again, uh, just not knowing, and you know, just trying to figure out what the fuck they was doing was it was crazy. And I also want to say this about the Nashville bombing. And just show you the level of technology and how far it came. When that bomb went off, they had cameras that wasn't effective. So I'm saying? Just think about that. A bomb go off and the cameras don't get affected. Like, that shit is deep. That shit is deep. Um, again, the Feds got another couple of rappers. They got Peso Peso. A Boogie got charged with a gun. Um... And a couple of moments, I can't think of who else they got just off the top of my head. Um, and I hear a lot of people saying that being a rapper is one of the most dangerous jobs in the world. And I can agree with that to a certain extent. But when you come out the street, you 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 got to know who you're talking to. And some of these guys are portraying themselves as street dudes. When you come out the street and you got to re-up and meet a nigga with 200000 you don't know and take it somewhere and break it out... Break it in four different batches and hide some here, hide some there, give some to this nigga, that nigga. You got to go and hide your money over here and hide it there, hoping nobody see me walking with this Kroger bag in this house right here. Put security cameras out. I got to hide from the police, the robbers, the ops. The When you done juggled all that, man, rap may not be as rough or as hard as people think it is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, What I think is happening is a lot of these guys are trying to be what they're really not. You know, uh, you got some dudes like Casanova that I think is he was really outside before the rap. Um, So you would hope he can juggle his way through that, you know. But I think in New York, it's a different they playing with a different controller. You know, they didn't got Takashi and it gives them a level of it gives them a level of um, confidence to go get these rappers. I flip the rapper, and then the rest of these niggas get 15s and 10s and 15s and 20s, you know, because the rapper want to get back out there and live that prestigious life that he's been living on the road with the Bentleys and the chains and the smoking and whatever the case may be. It's just a um, it's a situation that I think that their playbook is a little different than 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 just a regular arrest of rappers in, in these other cities. Now, rappers are a target. Rappers are a target because of their presence on this social media. You know, rap niggas post the big money. They lie about how much they paying for their jewelry. This is a $400,000 necklace. I'm broke. So when you come down through Texas, if I got a chance, or Tennessee, or Cashville, I got a chance to get that necklace. I might go for what I know. I ain't got nothing. But me thinking that's worth 400000 around your neck got putting a battery in my back. You see what I'm saying? Um... So, you know, it's 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 a different thing, but I do think being a rapper is a hard job, you know. But being a street nigga got to be harder, you know. And a lot of these dudes are acting like they come from the street, you know. And if you have, you know how to maneuver through certain shit. I just think a lot of them have not. Maybe some people in the background have, and then they get too big for their own britches, and then they kick out some of the real niggas from out their crew, you know, when they've never really even walked nothing you ain't had to hide no money you ain't had to check your car for gps's you know you ain't never had to 
go, you know, take the long way home or drive around for five, six minutes before you make the turn that you really should have made to make sure ain't nobody following you. Like, it's, it's that level of stress is different than me waking up in a 10,000 square foot mansion and worrying about a couple of dudes not liking me and dissing me on the track and and worrying about somebody robbing me. Like, that shit, you know, being a rap nigga is one thing, but being a street nigga, man, is... It's a totally different ball game, and if you've came from that, I just think you equipped with some, with a certain level of um, skill. You know, your skill set is your attributes have uh, you've garnered a certain level of understanding to be able to maneuver through shit. You know, I travel alone. You see certain niggas travel alone, and they ain't really because they kind of knowing what's going on and knowing how to pivot and get get in and out. You niggas with the 50 and 60 niggas, I'm knowing y'all ain't knowing nothing. Y'all gonna y'all get pulled over and end all that shit. Y'all ain't even got the the shooters in a car following the other shooters or two, three dummy cars. You know, like y'all ain't knowing nothing. Y'all ain't got no game. And I get it. I was young, you know. But if you older niggas is acting like street niggas, y'all in trouble. Because y'all done kicked, y'all done got a little money, kicked the OGs out the whip. Because you're thinking, I don't need what I need that old nigga for now. You know, you need that old nigga because that old nigga knows something. He can feel it. You can't feel it because you ain't never done nothing. You'll walk right into a trap. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I just think that, man, bring real OGs back. Bring the real niggas back. Or let some real niggas in position to show some other real niggas how to maneuver around. You know, um, it's a lot of things that sh- shouldn't be happening. You know, niggas is a, is targeting rappers because they, they already knowing that half you niggas is faking it. You know, Boosie was riding around for a while, never got violated. Certain rappers go in and out these towns, hook up with real niggas. They don't get, they don't have these issues. You know, um, but some of y'all want to be tough niggas or fake gangsters. Y'all go through these towns and you got issues. Cause you ain't your partner one locked up with a nigga from the feds in this city that then got out. He did his time, didn't tell, got out. So when we pulled down in Kentucky, we my partner hollering at his partner. They done time together. We good. Oh uh, my! And we were shopping out of Cali. So when we get out there, we good. We also had a young nigga in Pennsylvania that we were fucking with on the dog. So when we go up through that way, he know a nigga in New York, like. They ain't never had to really connect no dots, so they don't really understand um, the ecosystem. But it must be respected, you know, in this rap game and this part, in just this entertainment business. Or you're going to spend a lot of money on the big white boys around you to to hold you down, you know. Um, and that's just how it go. You see what I'm saying? That's just how it go. Um, I seen DJ Academics after his clubhouse situation. He came back out to um, to go at Meek Mill and start taking shots. He want to be like Lil Durk and Roddy Rich ain't clearing shit for him. And they said the Tracers going to come at me. Y'all know my address. Pull up. You know, he was doing all that gangster shit. And um, I think what happened was is that a girl probably got to him. I think some gal was like, you going to let him play you? like?" Because before that, he was cool. He got on the phone with Tory Lanez, and they talked a little bit. But I think somebody done put a batter in his back. I'm not sure he done went to sleep, woke up, and just was feeling that on his own. But Because it, it comes off like he's trying to defend himself. 
to save face for somebody or something, you know. And I would love to ask him what that's about because it just seems a little weird. You know, you was there with him. You didn't have that energy. You you was on your Twitch the next night. You really didn't have that energy. Um, and all of a sudden, a couple of days later, you firing at him. I got people out here. I'm rich. We know he rich. And both of them rich. I got more money than Meek and this and that. You know, those things are cool, but it just seems like somebody might have put a battery in his back. And like, man, you going to let these niggas keep playing you, my nigga? Is that what we doing? They going to just keep playing you? You going to let them just have their way with you out here? But I told y'all, Clubhouse is turning into a bonfire. It's turning into a place where influencers and CEOs and podcasters and entertainers are coming to get embarrassed. You know, um, and I don't think that it'll last long in that fashion. You know, you got to have these rooms to where we both got to agree to talk. It got to be something there, some kind of red tape, man. You can't just now all of a sudden a nigga I got problems with is in here. I'm cool with that because I'm from a place where whatever, but some of these guys just ain't that. So that that shit is turning into a shit show. You know what I mean? Um <laughs> But I think somebody got it academics, man, and made them feel a certain way about it. I also seen Selena Powell lose her Instagram. And a homegirl wouldn't even post her. So academics, like, he could have helped her with that. He could have shot it out, got her some followers. But it's over with. Once you put yourself in a situation to go against the grain uh, in that way, we really ain't fucking around no more. Ain't nothing I can do for you. There's nothing I can say to you. There's nothing I can say for you. You know, so 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 um interesting to see her gotta climb back up from nothing with that Instagram thing and um cause a lot of people make money off that. You get to a certain level, you can make money off that gram or just that Facebook social media, I should say. Cause when I say that gram, I really be talking about everything. That's just how we talk in in, in Cashville. Uh, A.K.A. Nashville That's how we talk That's how I talk in a way I really ain't nobody else talk like That's how I talk um, But um, well, yeah I think somebody kind of got it Academics man And put a battery in his back about this shit Oh um, also I want to say thanks You know to anybody That's up on this podcast And downloading it Shout out to everybody That's sharing my clips And, and liking it You know this shit take a lot of work It take a lot of it take a lot, you know what I'm saying? And you can't just do 30 episodes and think it's supposed to go. 40, 50, you know, you got to push this motherfucker. Joe Rogan is at 1,600, 1,700, and just got his 100 mil. So, you know, you got to push this thing. Um, I seen Troy Ave quit his. Troy Ave did about 25 podcasts and quit. You know, because you got to think, he probably paying people to edit, paying this, paying that, and it's, and it's not really panning out. You know, uh, I'm taking my time every week to do this thing, and it's not really coming out. You know, the cream will rise to the top, but you got to let it boil for a while. You understand me? The cream will rise to the top, but you got to let the pot boil for a while. You're not going to just instantly come in and be the biggest thing out. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to instantly come in. Only 5% of podcasters are paid. Only 30% of podcasts get over 100 downloads. This is game I'm giving y'all. So, 
These are things you got to take in consideration. Again, I always told you, if you're going to sell gas, you got to know the price of fuel at that gas station down the road. If you ignore the price of fuel at that gas station down the road and you just, my price is my price, you may not sell none. Now, if you provide a different service than that gas station down there, right? So with a free fill up, you get a car wash. These are why you see these little things. And this just game I'm giving y'all, like, when you you do a free you 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 do a fill up you get a car wash and a ten dollar gift card and a twenty five dollar and when you offer those things this is just trying to drive traffic into the store. Most gas stations don't make money um, off gas. They make it off when you come in and buy you a Reese's or a drink. The same with podcast. And make most people don't make money off podcast. It's about when you come in. It's about sponsors. You know, so they don't, when I say don't make money off podcasting, so when I say not make money off podcasting, what I mean is they don't make money off the necessarily off the downloads. Those downloads, they take to a company and say, hey, I can get you in front of 200,000 people. Pay me X amount of dollars for a 20, for a segment, right? So I'm going to do what's called a pre-roll. So that's before the show. You're going to get, you're going to touch all of my audience, all of my audience that my audience. So just giving a little game, my audience retention is they watch up until the 48-minute mark of a two-hour podcast, right? So I'm going to get you a pre-roll. That's going to be a high number. A mid-roll going to be just a little lower than a pre-roll because my, my, my viewership starts to fall off as the, you know, as the, like I just told you, my retention. My audience retention tends to fall off towards the end. So my mid-roll, which would be, like damn near in the middle of the show is gonna be a little cheaper than a pre-roll. You're gonna get everybody that listen to my podcast on a pre-roll. Cause they got once they click it, this podcast is brought to you by you you hear that shit on Joe Rogan shit now. And I wanna talk about him. I may wait the next week. But that's that that's called a pre-roll. Then a mid-roll is me in the middle of the show where you might uh, take a break from the show. Hey, uh, just want to tell you guys about Manscaped. Manscaped, such and such and such. That's a mid-roll. Then you got towards the end, uh, you you can do one. And those are usually the cheaper ones. Because um, in this podcasting game, that's what made Joe Budden a little uh, unique. Is because his, he would keep his retention for a long time. He'll do a three-hour show and keep his retention until the second hour. Rogan is probably at the top of that where, you know, people are watching all the way to the end. Damn, you know, he is at high numbers. You know, um, he's built he's built a database. Uh, and I do want to touch on Rogan because they're about to take Rogan out of the marketplace. And I told y'all back in July and August that that's going to affect him the same way uh, it affected uh, uh, those other guys. Because, again... You get a certain level of marketing dollars that you don't pay for just by being a well-sought-after platform and a well-sought-after podcast. You get certain things because, again, it's not driven because Apple or Spotify likes your podcast. They're trying to keep that person on that platform because that's how they make their money, right? So say you go listen to It's Up That Podcast with Looney. They say, well, damn, he was talking about politics. Joe Rogan is the top dog in politics, so it'll tap under that podcast you may like, and it'll be Joe Rogan. They won't let me pay for that spot. Like, if I try to go and pay for, hey, everywhere you got a Joe Budden podcast, put me under that, they won't let me do that because that's too influential on my clicks. 
I'm sure a business model will will come out with that type of thing at some point. But right now, the platforms have no interest in that. Their interest lies at keeping the person on the platform as long as they can. You see what I'm saying? And so um, that's a situation right there that's going to affect Rogan. Then to take him off YouTube, just put him on Spotify. Because I'll be honest with you, I haven't watched as much Rogan as I was at first. I was watching damn near every episode. And I bet you 20% of his people are doing the same. He, he's lost. I'm telling you he's lost some people. I'm knowing he's lost some people. His diehard people may have went, but he's lost some people. That's why you see um, people talk about he has a, all of a sudden a fan-driven YouTube page has popped up on YouTube. They're going to take that down. They've paid for the exclusivity. You're going to have to go to Spotify to check out Rogan. I'm not sure he'll re-up on this deal, man, because... To take him out of the marketplace is going to be a fucking blow. It's going to be a blow to the business model. Like, his consumption is going to go down a lot. He got paid for it. But at some point, you want people to hear these dope conversations. You want people to fuck with this shit. You know what I'm saying? You want to fuck with this shit. I want y'all to click this shit when you at the house and you chilling. And you like, boy, he be giving some game. Or Rogan got... Uh, uh, the scientist dude Neil deGrasse Tyson on there, and they they going back and forth about aliens and stars and the atmosphere and the equator or whatever they may be talking about. Those be dope conversations. So sometimes, once you are already rich, I just want to keep giving y'all this good game and this is this good content, you know. Uh, so I think it's gonna be very interesting to see him took out of the marketplace, man. They're gonna take the number one pocket. Somebody's gonna move up and get all those marketing dollars that I was talking about that you can't pay for. But it's absolutely necessity to be number one. And I also wonder with him when he does come back from out of Spotify, does Apple and all that re put him there or do they move on? Cause Apple doesn't see the value in the exclusivity thing just yet. They're doing more so of a radio show type of vibe with Nicky and Ebro and all of them because, again, they want you to stay on these platforms as as much as possible. But that's not a part. It's not a damn near. It's not a podcast business model. That's a radio show business model, like a Hot ninety seven or it's that type of vibration, man. So um, just seeing how this is gonna unfold will be interesting, and all the creators will be looking out. And I report what I see as it as it goes on. I fuck with Rogan, um, fuck with Andrew Schultz, I fuck with Bert Kreisner, I fuck with, of course, with uh, Gilly the Kid, Wallow, Joe Budden, Charlemagne. I fuck with a lot of these podcasts. I got a lot of game from them. Not that they giving me any. These are things that I've been able to peep out without them saying. Or when they go on the rant, and they don't know. Oh shit, he just gave me some information. But there's nothing there that they're giving uh, to the next up up and coming dude, man. So I think um, just being a part of this game, you got to have your eyes open and head on the swivel or you're going to miss your turn, you know. But one thing y'all can bet is my eyes is open and my head is on the swivel, man. And I appreciate all y'all for, for tuning in every week and tagging me in this Jay Prince and Joe Button thing, you know. Uh it's a hell of a thing for me. You know, I'm an independent podcast, so it's a hell of a thing to see that. But, um, again, thank y'all, man. It's another episode with the big one, not the small one. You know what I'm saying? Looney Luciano, go get dead ball. It's out now. 
2021 going to be a very busy year. I'm hitting you with all these interviews back to back, like Jordan 96, 97. You see what I'm saying? Uh, Deluxe on the way. Then we're going to drop something right after that. Again, man, I, um, I thank everybody for tuning in. Subscribe to FOGFO TV. Subscribe to this Up There podcast with Looney. We'll be back next week and every week following that. Thank y'all, man. The big one. We gone. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.